0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voightine. Ursula, on a scale of
1: one to ten, how upset do you get when it's the top five stories of the day and we only get to two? Because you got a lot of work over there that you did this morning, considering you got back home late last night, didn't get to sleep. You did all that work, and you just sitting on stories right yes, now. Yes, I don't
2: want to say I'm upset, <laughs> Okay, but it feels like you've got that itch that you want to scratch, but you just don't get to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to deliver when I say, I'm going to give you all our top stories, and we're going to do a deep dive on them. So I feel like I haven't fully delivered on that promise. So we're going to do that at 1130.
1: Can you deliver me a promise? Yes. Can you invest in your airline decisions like you invest in perfume? See,
2: (laughs) the reason I can invest in a perfume like the one I mentioned, and it's spendy. I mean, it is. I I, I like cheap perfume, too. But this one in particular, I see why people stop and go, oh, what are you wearing? But yeah. It's because I do things like fly coach or will fly, well, I'm not going to do the other one, but frontier, uh, or that I drive a car that is a 2003 Honda Pilot. Uh, it's because of decisions like that, that, okay, Anna, okay. <laughs>
0: Gee, you also have to realize that (laughs) Ursula's lack of investment (laughs) in her airline tickets is a direct investment in show content for the G and Ursula show, (laughs) listeners. That is true. (laughs) It's It's true. true.
2: Yesterday, yesterday, okay. So again, I was on Frontier. Yeah. And we were on uh, an Airbus, actually. And boy, that plane does fly well. I'm, I'm, I'm still a big Boeing fan, but I was on an Airbus three hundred and twenty, A three hundred and twenty, and the the bathrooms in the back. I don't know if it's better first class. Yeah. Actually, there is no first class. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom. I'm not joking when I say I barely fit in. I
1: had to go sideways. All right, what's the name of that perfume again? Okay, no people, no, no, are, listen, okay. no, people are texting. Oh, oh,
2: oh. They want to know. Valaya. V-A-L-A-Y-A. Valaya. I'm not getting it. This is not an endorsement. No, this no, is no, just, it's not. No, no. It, it,
1: it's, it's people want to know. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie. Ursula. No, in all the years I've known you. I know,
2: Ooh, girl, I, know. Whoa. I, know I know. It's yeah. It, yeah. When when someone at the grocery store who works at the grocery store uh, uh, stops um doing the display that they're doing and yeah. comes over and like, "Excuse me, this is weird, but what are you wearing?"
1: <laughs> all right, chef, let's get busy. Agree to Disagree, brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it.
0: Grade inflation is hurting Washington students, the Seattle Times writes this morning. And the crux of the article is that while many students in the state may be passing their classes, even with A's and B's, many of those same students are not meeting grade-level standards. Uh, and Dan Gru he's the director with UW Center for Education, Data, and Research, says he wants, quote, school systems to do more to use grades to make it clear how, kids, how much kids actually know, because that really does forecast a lot about their post-K-12 likelihood of being successful in college or the workforce. And gee, that quote struck me. Because we're not just talking about how kids are doing at the age of 8 or 12. We're talking at the age of 20 or 28. Now, do you think that we make too much of a big deal about grades?
1: Yes, we do. Um, We make a big deal because the reason why I think it's a big deal is because we want all kids to learn a certain type of way. I just told the story in a talk that I gave yesterday. And if those listening and you were part of that talk, you heard me talk about this. And it's funny you're bringing up grades. Fifth grade, Miss Daniels, tall lady, bright red lipstick, couldn't stand her. However, I got two F's, two D's, a C, and an A. Mm. And my dad says, those grays aren't who you are and what you're going to be in life. Let's talk about the A that you got. And so we talked about P.E. for a long time. And we talked about why I got the A and why I was so excited about P.E. Then we talked about why I was getting the bad grades. I look back at that time. My father knew that I was getting bad grades because he and my mom were going through a divorce. Mm. You know what I mean? So anyways, I just I just think that there are a lot of children that end up becoming young teens that hate school. Because of those grades and it makes them feel less than we just need to do a better job at that. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I don't think that grades should be the only indicator as to how much your kids know or how much they're learning, because there are many kids who have gotten really, really good at memorization um, and also are very resourceful so that they can get the grade, but they don't actually have the knowledge of the material. It's just for the time being, they're able to test really well. Yeah. I think it is one indicator, though. And sadly, it is an indicator that is used to determine if you get into schools, if you can get into certain programs, if you go a certain track. So sadly, that is the truth. That is the reality. And so you cannot ignore grades, which is why I tell people over and over, if you have kids right now who are about to enter high school, tell them
1: start First semester, exactly. First semester, don't
2: stumble right out of the gate. First semester, it's very hard to recover. Now that doesn't mean you can't recover, and there's always going to be a school. If you if you decide to go that route, there's always going to be a school for you. That mm-hmm. that, but um, again, it's not the only indicator, but it is an indicator of future success.
0: I hate this story. I hate this story, and I, I would just like to point to myself as an example because, I mean, if grades are an indicator of one's future career success, well, then you need look no further than me to find a shining example on a hill of someone who's managed to stumble into this position (laughs) on the radio. I mean, I I can agree that they could be an indicator, but the fact that we approach our kids from, like, the age of six, and it's like... You better be perfect. It's got to be all well, A's. The, the if you want to go somewhere in life, you got to nail this school thing. Well, school, like, life does not operate like a school, there are deadlines, yes. Uh, you you are responsible for doing work, yes, but it is also not a classroom environment that we walk through every single day of our lives. Most people in their jobs, what they do, has little relation to how they acted in a classroom, and certainly not on a report card. Um, as a parent, I can get mad about grade inflation because, frankly, it means. I'm worried that my son, Matthew, who worked really hard for his A, is going to get screwed over by some kid in another school where their teachers are boosting their grades and Matthew won't get a spot in college because they're cheating over there. But I think the grade inflation problem is a parent problem, right? Because you can't lie about how your kids do on on the standard assessment tests. But when you have parents pushing teachers in school every single day, hey, why did Timmy get a B on this paper instead of an A? This was clearly A-level effort. There's pushback, right? And like teachers, they're people. If somebody yells at you for long enough, you change your behavior. Mm -hmm. And I think that's happening at a broad level. Mm -hmm. Because schools aren't judged. Like they don't get funding based on whether the teacher gives A's or B's. They do get funding based on state-level assessments and attendance. Yes.
2: So, again, so what... what I'm sorry. I, I, maybe I missed the point, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, maybe if I'd had better grades in school, I'd be able to make a cogent argument no, during no, the no, segment.
2: No, 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 no. no. I, I mean, so, basically, it's...
0: Wait, I think that it is an overblown problem that parents have created for themselves yeah. by demanding that their perfect little Johnny remain perfect in the eyes of the teachers, and that also it has little bearing on our future success in life. Yeah. Nobody, uh, like... Ursula, that, hey, have you that's, ever that's asked for a to... GPA of a student, like a, a, a prospective hire? Have you ever said, what was your GPA?
2: No, but I know that that uh, in certain professions, I will just say my oldest son, his GPA made a difference. Uh, it was something that he used as a tool to get into an area of work that uh, might not have been afforded to him had mm. he not had that GPA. Okay. At a, at a, a prestigious school. I hate to say it. Yeah, but is the truth? Is it is is it the end all be all? No,
1: I, I'm just disappointed because it feels like it feels like there's an you know you're insinuating that in some high schools and private schools out there that sometimes uh, people of affluence and 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 people that come for money can have a you know influence on some of those grades and maybe influence on those decisions not to suspend. Like I I don't know if you were insinuating. That if that happens out there in high school, you know how sometimes or like I can't believe my little Johnny got a B and all of a sudden he gets changed to an A. I
0: heard on Friday.
2: See, as much as you want to say that happens, I guess in my experience at a private school, it did not happen that I know of.
1: You ever ever think that some kids don't get suspended compared to others that get suspended? That
2: that I do know of. Oh, okay. (laughs) Mm Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, I
1: let, I let me him. tell you right now, yeah. that one booster, that one parent that gives a yeah. lot of money to the school. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of yeah. grace in talking to you. Know what? The I need one to with start. A, spot? I need to start a podcast on just private okay. schools.
2: Can I? Can I? Can I? Private can schools. I, can I? What'd you got? Share something only because he's grown out of it and he's doing really, 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 really well. Come on, I'm going to share a little bit of dirt, but just for the parents who. You know, maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, is my kid going to get through this? Okay, now, mind you, I was on the school board, and I got called in. And my youngest son had done something that <laughs> he shouldn't have. He got caught cheating on a test. And it was, you know, that he had access to um, uh, a previous test. Where and were, where were was the a, parents? Yeah, hello. Oh. I, I got hauled in and, and to talk to. I mean, it was like... Sorry. Yeah, we know you're on the school board, but that's not going to make a difference. What I'm trying to say is the influence that you think exists for certain folks. I was like, I I, I told my son, this is embarrassing. This is I'm so disappointed. This is all I needed to say. It never happened again. But anyway, I'm just saying that
0: you should have donated more. No, it doesn't (laughs) work that way. (laughs) (laughs) Ursula. Yes. When you say it doesn't work, yeah. Always. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) We've come to an accord. Fair, fair. I love this story. G hates this story. Oh, it is. For five years, there's a guy in New York who lived rent free in a Manhattan hotel. By exploiting this obscure local housing law. So the AP reports, this guy's name is Mickey Barreto. He paid 200 bucks to rent a room for one night in this Art Deco building. And his boyfriend told him, there's this loophole that allows an occupant of a single room in a building constructed before 1969 to demand a six-month lease. So Mickey goes to the hotel management and he says, uh, I'm a tenant of this building and I would like to arrange a lease with you. And the hotel said, no, we're going to kick you out. Instead, Mickey goes to court the next day, and he appeals this all the way up to the state Supreme Court, and he wins the appeal in order to be treated as a tenant of the building. However, the building, because they never wanted to actually arrange a lease with him, just said, screw it. We're just going to let you stay in a room for free. He recently got in trouble, though, however, because he was forging documents, pretending to be the owner of the building, and he was actually trying to charge other tenants rent. He's going to face criminal charges. Uh, Gee, you said the story to me over the weekend with exclamation points. <laughs> Go ahead. Why? Go ahead. First of all, okay. You know what? I'm just going to lay out my opinion here first. The second part, when it comes to forging documents and trying to charge people rent in a building you do not own, wrong. wrong. However, I fully support this guy's right to exploit a local law to his advantage to stay rent free in a building for five years. Gee, would you care to disagree with me? Yes, I'm going. Oh. Oh. Yes, yes, I'm going to disagree okay. with you,
1: Brand. One of the reasons why we have so much – every time that there's a problem, there's always an increase in price, right? So all of the loopholes that people are – and by the way, there are a lot of people that are really, really smart, Chef, that are really, really smart and are able to find these loopholes. Every time there's a loophole like this, this makes it worse on the honest person, right? Right. It, it just it just does. So now because this person has done that or the rent moratoriums that people took advantage of those, Ursula, how many how many people are going to feel the effects of people taking advantage of the rent moratorium that we had? During I, I the don't pandemic? know how
2: many people, but it, it is those types of stories that that um, end up having an impact and the reason why you have to have that kind of padding uh, when it comes to, yeah, so now you're going to see higher increases, uh, higher increases, higher rents, et cetera, et cetera, because of people taking advantage of loopholes. Just because it's available to you doesn't mean that you should do it. Mm. It doesn't mean that it's right. You know, since when can you live rent free in a building? What if everyone were to do the same thing?
1: Look at look mm-hmm. at this look at the squatting happening today. The squatting Twenty makes me 20, crazy. Thirty years ago, Ursula, when you first started, thirty six five. Thirty uh, six. Thirty six uh-huh. years ago, <laughs> how often were you talking about squatters?
2: We're definitely talking about a lot more in the last 10, 15 years.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like yes. these things, these loopholes that people find, and some of us have family members and or friends that you know personally, that you know that man. They always are just getting away oh, with yeah. just those loopholes and they scamming the system. You don't have to put the business out of here, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So when mm-hmm. those people take advantage of those loopholes, people that are honest and trying to do the right thing yeah. always get punished for those other people. Okay. Would, would, you, would you put this—just just okay. out of
2: curiosity, would What's you that? put this under the same—because this drives me crazy, too. When people have their own businesses— Yeah. And then they go on trips that have nothing to do with the business, like zero to do with the business. And they write it off. But they know they can write it off and say, oh, group morale.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. First of all, the hotel allowed this guy to stay. They never negotiated a lease. They were willing to spend money on attorneys to go to the state Supreme Court, but they did not want to negotiate a lease. How many people think that they are smart because they're writing off their three martini lunches as a business expense? Business Insider today, here's a headline. A W-2 employee explains how he used real estate to reduce federal taxes on his $300,000 salary by 99%. Here's the two-step process. We celebrate people who exploit every single loophole in the tax system to rob all of us as a society. We do? And we, we look at that? this guy like, no, I no. cannot believe no, no, the wait. temerity. No, no, I, I, or so Wait, we, 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 we do. We wait, celebrate. Yes. No, we don't. No, we them? don't.
1: We actually come out. I've come out on this show that says that everybody should be taxed equally and it uh-huh. sh- shouldn't be all of these loopholes. As the
0: system exists, will you exploit the loopholes in place? Of course, people will. Of yes. course, people. Uh, but, what do you but think it, tax attorneys are for? But it's not. Hold on. It's not a loophole. Is
1: actually where I'm able to do this. Like, that no, is, this is a, this guy was I, able a able loophole. Do it. I
2: think this is what you call pick and choose, G. No, 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 no. <laughs> In Look, this case, wait a minute.
1: I, I don't mean to turn on you, but... I got a, I got a lunch today after work. Uh-huh. I, it's a lunch, and it's talking about business.
2: Okay, but it's I'm actually... I'm going to write that off. It's actually talking about business. I'm talking about those vacations where it has zero to do, you, you well, just have if, family what? members who work for you in that business, you all going to Hawaii and you're calling it. In
1: that case, you have to have a sign up with a with your picture on it, with your business <laughs> that says on there. And so if you and got that up, you got the sign. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, uh, Marguerite and Lacey helps me out here. I said rent moratorium, eviction moratorium. So thank you, Marguerite, for correcting me on yeah. that. Really appreciate it. All right, Ursula, you got all kinds of stories. What do you want to talk about at 11.30? We do. Well, we're going to talk about
2: the higher price of eggs. And I just have a simple question for all of you.
1: Can you taste the difference?
2: When it comes to cage-free eggs. Okay, I I, I need some help. I need some education on this. Okay, we're going to talk about that because it's going to cost you a lot more to eat eggs. It is the perfect food. And I got a
1: question back for you that I'm thinking about. And I'm going to ask you this next, Ursula. I'm going to ask you. Are you good at making scrambled eggs? Yes, I am. Because not a lot of people are. <laughs> not being yes. serious, yes. it is a
2: art. It is. It are is. you really? I am. I'll, I'll tell I you the secret. You. I'll tell you the secret. Come on, <laughs> <up>
1: next, Jennifer. <generous laughs> <Okay, bye. laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome back to the GNR Ursula show. Happy Tuesday to all of you. Again, I want to thank you for engaging with our show as you do every single day. This has been especially busy on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476 973 and also just a reminder, so many of you have started listening on our podcast and leaving reviews and I'm going to be shameless. It does help us out a lot. Not that we get bonuses or anything like that, but it just shows that people enjoy the show and um, are checking it out on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So please continue to do that.
1: This topic is one that I believe only about 5% of society care about.
2: Uh, The eggs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so if you've shopped for eggs recently, Mm. you noticed probably that the prices are going up again and it's not because of bird flu which has happened and uh did have an impact on egg prices but maybe you don't realize this but we have a new state law that mandates retailers to only sell cage-free eggs and shoppers like this guy who was buying groceries in linwood tell cairo 7 tv you know what this is frustrating.
0: Keeps getting worse.
1: It feels like everything, honestly, but definitely groceries. Like it's hard to leave the house and not spend a hundred dollars nowadays.
2: Okay, that's true. So I think there are more than. What did you, how many percent? What percentage of the people you say 5%. care about this? Okay, <laughs>
1: I love how you just they only throw care these about they only things. care about one thing. What's that? I just need to get it cheaper. That's it.
2: Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so but businesses. In fact, Destiny uh, texted in and. Yeah, businesses like bakeries are also impacted. One Everett Bakery said they'd been paying $40 for a case of eggs in December. Mm. But because of these new rules that took effect in January, the price went up to $60. Now, people were already guessing, like, what is the question I have? I had to kind of try to educate myself on this whole cage-free Versus non cage free. Like, right. why is it so important for your hemst- uh, hens to roam around? Did you say hems? Hems, yes, <laughs> hems. <laughs> Better. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> remember, I was in Vegas so last night. <laughs> okay, anyway, is there a secret definition to that other word that I used? Oh dear. Can I step on
1: something? You said hymns.
2: Am I missing something? Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. But anyway. This is the text line to tell you, but go ahead. Okay. 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 So uh, <laughs> let's let's get back to the eggs. Okay. So these laying hens are going to be slaughtered or, or they're going to be killed to, um, you know, for us to eat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just thinking, is there a big difference between
1: cage-free eggs and regular eggs. That's the 5% I was talking about. Aha. Uh-huh. Most people, I believe, I've never met anyone, maybe you, Chef, I'm sure you'll probably, I've never any, met anyone that can really
0: taste the difference in the eggs.
1: I'm going to guess that Chef can, because
2: he's a
0: anyone chef. Can. Anyone okay. can. Okay. Like, if you actually have really good homegrown eggs... It, it, you would notice before you even put it in your mouth. They look different. Because of the color too, right? of the yolks. Yes, for the yolk sure. Is it much is deeper like yellow. Technicolor orange. Okay. As opposed to that one little chalky crayon color. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. And then um, they apparently, so uh, this is what I had to look up. Mm-hmm. Free range eggs contain three to six times more vitamin D. They have less cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And again, they will look better on the plate, as Chef just mentioned. Uh, supposedly uh the more compassionate living conditions for the chickens means happier chickens and when you have happier chickens gee they produce better eggs
1: so i want to make sure so <clears throat> is this very consistent is a chef mm-hmm. where the eggs that are better for you cost more money is that right that's yeah so is all, so so let me i want to make sure i, I got this right So the foods for us in America that are better for us and healthier cost a lot. And the foods that are unhealthy are very inexpensive. So a lot of times when people are going to make the choice at the grocery store, it's kind of like the gas. Do you guys get the top gas or you get the regular gas, right? You're making those decisions right there. Ursula. We talk about everything. We talk about child care. We talk about seven percent cap on increase of rent. We talk about all these things. Everything is going up, except for wages. I'm saying that even though chef can tell the difference between the eggs, most people, when they at the at the little diner down the street, usually at the time they're not asking about the type of eggs they're about to eat. Mm. Most people are trying to just get the best that they can for their children, and it's probably the cheapest version. But
2: now now we have to have cage-free eggs in the state of Washington. I
0: I agree with you that maybe 5% of people actively think about the animal welfare of the protein that they eat, but let me try and make a quick case for why this is important. You said, Ursula, what is the point of making sure that chickens have a happier life if they're going to die anyways? Well, how they are treated until the moment of their death is important to me, and I think, frankly, if most of us paid attention to how our animals are raised that we eat, it would absolutely horrify us. And I'm not, I'm not making a case for you know raising the prices of every protein in the country, but the simple fact is we have to remain willfully blind to what happens to the animals that we eat in order to be okay eating them. Because if we actually sit down and think about it and confront the reality of the situations those animals live in, it is awful.
2: And I believe you. and just re- reading it and, and trying to understand that I feel like it's worth it. I mean we're putting it into our bodies. I guess I'm as I get older, I'm also more worried about that.
0: <laughs> that being said, if I'm making you know 17 bucks an hour, I'm not happy that they cost another dollar a dozen because I don't have, I don't have the budget to have a moral concern for feeding my kids. Shout out to the parents that gave their kids Pop-Tarts every morning for breakfast.
2: You know, in some cases, you don't have a choice. Or you have a choice, but it's not an easy choice.
1: Matter of fact, the Pop-Tart dude died last week. He did. I just saw that. The maker of Mm Pop-Tarts? Yeah. Oh. Ursula, I was laughing. You had me crack it up.
2: I I know. So apparently, I need to get now on... Score the app and, and about the hymns. Oh, I, I I still don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay,
1: how about this? You like to do your research? Yes, I'm gonna. So look during it up. the break, yes, you can do your research. Okay, on hymns. Oh boy, <laughs> coming up next, your text messages, feedback, and then we have Ursula's words to live by. It's Jet Ursula. This is G and Ursula, everybody. I really hope, Ursula, that people that listen to the show had as much fun as I did today. Now, if you didn't, I apologize. <laughs> and I don't know what to tell you because I had I a lot of fun today.
2: I had to look up a few things today. I learned, and that's going to be my quote at the end of the show today. Yeah. Is that um, I, I learned a lot just today. Yeah. That last segment. Cage-free, free-roaming. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of differences. I think a lot of us who didn't grow up with farm life don't know squat when it comes to those things. I mean, that's one thing. If I could do life differently, that's another thing that I would like to to do is spend some time on a farm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I would learn
2: a lot. Uh, in any case, we're going to be sharing. Yes.
1: Grading the city of Seattle. Alexia says C, but before Bruce, it was an F. My community is still hearing gunshots at night. Destiny in Seattle says I give Seattle a solid C.
2: It's above passing. I see Seattle making an effort, but I still will not walk from Beacon Hill to Pike Place Market where my bakery is like I used to. And no way. I see too much risk just driving around.
1: Mike in Portland says you have to grade anything on a curve. Vancouver BC, B+. Plus. Seattle, B-. Minus. Portland, D-. Minus.
2: See, I agree with Mike and Portland's grading system. Uh, and then there is 253 who says, giving Seattle an A because they're under new management with good intentions rather than actual results. That's to you, G. It feels like giving a trophy to the last place team in the league because they showed up.
1: There hasn't been any results. Uh, Seattle, if we go from right 2024 to 2020, when there was a drug czar that had a, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had a, dr- had a, it was a had drug. a beautiful czar. view on a high rise building. We had city council members opening and letting people in the city hall. Yes, we had chop, had- chom- like come on, mm-hmm. y'all.
2: It was destruction. Yes. We've made improvements, but
1: we've got a lot of
2: room for improvement. Okay.
1: DoorDash and Uber charging customers in Lake Stevens for a law in Seattle. Fernando in Seattle says, so is DoorDash actually paying their drivers outside of Seattle? Seattle minimum wage, or are they just charging the $5 and pocketing that money?
0: Mm. I think they would have mentioned that in their news release.
1: Brian
2: in Bellevue says nobody should whine about delivery fees. It's ridiculous that people even use these services. Ordering food on an app delivery service is so financially irresponsible unless you are disabled at home.
1: You have disabled, you have working parents because they have to work and the kids get home from school by themselves. So there's a lot of reasons, everybody. 12 and 13 year olds and crime. Three one six says, G, hit the hit the nail, G. My kids didn't make the soccer team at Pioneer Middle School, and I am working hard to get them into something to keep them busy. Can't afford any clubs. It shouldn't be so expensive to have your kid in sports.
2: Uh, Gabby from Kirkland says you guys are missing the point on how children of that age have access to guns. And Gabby makes a great point. How did a 12 and 13 year old have access
1: to a gun? That's a big question. Score, the new dating app that requires a credit score of 675 and above. 206 says, perfectly good part of the screening process. It's not just about money. It's about responsibility in life and the willingness to be a grow up, grown-up. Due diligence should be the rule in dating today, not just physical attraction. I like it. But 206, you wouldn't have dated me. Paul says, the new way guys have to
2: propose, quote, I love you, baby on approval of credit.
0: (laughs) Uh, No money down. Uh, Kevin,
1: Kevin in Seattle says, in our day, G, the word score had nothing to do with finances. Okay, tons of you texted in. That's a good one.
2: Tons of you texted in about how so many travelers are now cheating their way onto the planes to get there first. 425 says, I always take two carry ons and throw them in the first available bin that I find. And I know that something, when I mentioned that I do that on occasion, only when the bins in the back clearly are shut because they're too full, you
1: got to just go for the available space. So then what happens? But what happens when I get ready to come get that space? Exactly. So you mess me up. Well,
2: but if someone's already messed it up and you can't. It's already full in the back. What are you You going to do?
1: Go check uh, check your bag, ma'am, sir. You're you're uh, messing it up for me. So the people in groups. You're
0: just worried about that first class.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, G. I'll never be on a plane that I'll be messing it up for you, remember? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I still do discount
1: planes. (laughs) Ursula, it's time for Words to Live By, brought to you by Wilcox Farms.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and speaking of. Because we were talking about the cage-free eggs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that was just learn something new. And we learned a bunch of new things from people texting in also saying, hey, there's a difference between these two. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to even do more research. But this is a quote for all of you who try to learn something new every single day. Yeah. I'm going to put myself in there. If you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you're determined to learn, though, no one can stop you.
1: That's dope. It is true. Oh, it's every day, so what I love true. about this
2: job, 36 years in, I learn something new every single day. Every day. No question. And thank you. It's mostly due to all of you I work with mm-hmm. and those of you listening.
1: Yeah, it's an empty canvas.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, brother Nick, what well, you got? Well, no matter how much time will pass, we always come back here to give you all the show you know and love that always holds you near, even coming back from Vegas with impatient passengers or G's visit to Vancouver as a cologne ambassador. But regardless where you go to spend Canadian or U.S. bucks, just make sure your credit score doesn't come back down low and stuck. You can have my credit card, babe. Unlike some kids' grades that can be wooed above their level, this is one big egg that's hard to move and easily can settle. So think twice about that next Louis Vuitton fragrance, will you, over there? <laughs>
2: you know what? A lot of people are checking that perfume that I mentioned. Yeah. And I, I, I do feel a little bit bad because it it's expensive as heck. It's ridiculous. But again, the reason why you ask me, why don't I, you know, Invest- drive a fancier car right. or ever fly first class. Mm-hmm. No, because I, on occasion, like to buy an expensive Nobody perfume. Nobody
1: respects your Subaru. <laughs>
2: When's the last time you got hit in it? Uh, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Not my fault. Again.
1: <laughs> How many times has the Subaru been hit in the last two years? Four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's saying? Come I've on. seen the inside of Ursula's car recently and it was lovely. <laughs> the inside? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were in, the, are you in her car? get some out of the car, Yeah. yeah. She trusts you to go to the car? I know. I'm
1: shocked. She trusts you to go to the car, trust you to fall. Yeah, the whole camera on. roll. I'm telling you what. Hey, what. What
2: he's really trying to say is it's also due for a, a inside cleanup.
0: That's not what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's your guilt speaking. All right. Well, we already – Ursula
1: feels good because she has some uh, stories that is, she didn't get to today. She'll get to get to tomorrow. Right, so it means Ursula you can uh you don't have to worry about staying up so late. Yes. doing this stuff. Yes. Uh the Jack and Spike show comes up next. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.